portion of Ayakel has 122 pesukim passages, and the siman, the mnemonic is Senua, which is a word that is found in the book of Nehemiah. And there Nehemiah relates the people that were volunteers and protected the walls of Jerusalem. There was a fellow by the name of Yehuda ben Hasenua. Yehuda, the son of Senua. Over there, Senua is spelled with a samach, like here. However, we know that the samach and the sin are interchangeable. And therefore, Senua means the one that is hated. What is the connection between the portion of Ayakel and the 122 passages and the word Senua, which means the one that is hated? Our rabbis of the Mesorah are telling us the following. When we read the portion of Ayakel, Moshe, we are talking about how Moses gathered together all the Jewish people. Why did he gather them together? To charge them with the mission. With the mission of building a Mishkan, with building a sanctuary in the desert, where God would come and dwell amongst the people of Israel. And so in order to do this, he hired, so to speak, he found an architect by the name of B'Tzalel. And this B'Tzalel was chosen by God himself to be the one to build the Holy Temple. And therefore he gathered the team together of other architects and different cabinet makers and, and, and other talented individuals that were able to work with gold and silver and copper and wool, etc., etc. And all of these artisans together were able to build the tapestry and, and the beautiful pillars and vessels in the Holy Temple. Who is this B'tzalil? Says the Torah, his name was B'tzalil, the son of Uri, the son of Chur, to the tribe of Judah. And God filled him with the Spirit of God. God gave him Chachma, which is the concept, Bina, understanding, and Das, which is knowledge. The acronym for this is Chabad. I guess he was a Chabadnik, but Salel was one of the first Chabadniks. God gave him Chachma, Bina, and Das. And his job was to instruct the others how to build the temple. Why was his name B'Tzalil? It says the Gemara in the Tractate of Brachis that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu told B'Tzalil, you know, we need to build all these vessels, the ark, the table, the menorah, and we have to build a mishkan, a house, where to house all of these things. And B'Tzalil turns to Moshe and says, uh, with all due respect, our teacher Moshe, but perhaps we first have to build the Mishkan. In other words, the house, the tent. And then only after that to build the vessels. Because if you have furniture and you can't house it, what good is it? First you have to have a house, then you fill the house with furniture. Moshe said, yes, but sail kale. But salel, you are but sail kale. 
You are in the, the shadow of God. And that is the name of B'Tzalel. The concept of B'Tzalel is explained in great length and detail in Kabbalah and Chassidus. And there it says that the, the name of Kael, which is B'Tzalel's name, alludes to the name of Chesed of Kindness. But it's, it's Kael Elyon. It is a supernal name of God, the supernal name of Kael in the higher worlds. And it's B'Tzal, it's in the, in the shadow of, alluding to the fact that it is not in the lights, the oides that are panemium, the lights that go internally, but rather they are the oides makifim, the all-encompassing lights, the lights that go around, a higher level of light. And therefore, B'Tzal Kel, Moshe was saying that not only are you from the level of godliness that goes into the vessels, but you are of the level of godliness that surrounds the vessels and that is higher than the vessels. And therefore, you understand the importance of first making the all-encompassing light, the, the Mishkan, the tabernacle, the actual house, which surrounds the vessels, and then the lights that go into the vessels, that internalize the vessels, which are the vessels themselves. The Rebbe says that, from here we see, that B'tzalel was on a higher level than Moshe, because he understood God's intent, and furthermore, B'tzal Kel, he was the all-encompassing lights of the level of Kel, of the level of God's kindness. Pertaining to the building of the temple, we find that the Torah says, Vayas B'tzalel. And B'tzalel made the Ari in the ark. Now in truth, B'tzalel made all of the vessels and was responsible for all of the vessels. He was the man, the general contractor. He was the manager. He was the overseer. And the entire job rested on his shoulders. As the Gemara says, what was this great wisdom and understanding that B'tzalel had? Says the Gemara, he was able to use the letters, the same letters that God used to create the universe. B'tzalel manipulated these same letters in order to build the Holy Temple. He was able to use the combination of the various letters and the gematriois, the numerical computations, to be able to build all of the vessels. This was the brilliance of B'tzalel. And yet, even though he was responsible for the entire temple, yet we are told, the Yas B'tzalel, that B'tzalel made the ark. And all the commentaries ask, why does it give B'tzalel the naming of the ark and the honor of building the ark and not the other great leaders and specifically by the ark and not by the menorah and not by the pillars but only by the ark do we find the terminology in the singular vayas b'tzalel b'tzalel made the ark says Rashi you know why l'fish nasan nafshay ala melacha yeser mishachachamim because of the fact that he was the one that gave of himself. He was Moisir Nefesh. He gave of his entire essence for the building of the ark. 
Therefore, I was called by his name. Now, what does that mean? Why, when it came to the ark in particular, was he willing to give everything that he had for the building of the ark? We go back to the original introduction of B'Tzalil. The Torah tells us in chapter 20, chapter Lamed Hay, chapter 35, verse number 30, Vayoymer Moshe, and Moses said of B'nai Yisrael to the Jewish people, Re'u, Korah Hashem B'Shem, See that God has proclaimed by name B'Tzalel ben Uri Melchor. Come the rabbis of the Kabbalah and they say that instead of reading that God proclaimed by name B'Tzalel, say simply God has proclaimed by His name. Re'u kara Hashem b'shem. God has called upon His own name. In other words, the name of God became revealed over here. Which name exactly the commentaries differ. But many say B'Shem alludes to the ten letters of God's name, of God's ineffable name, together with the milui, with the additional letters when you spell out the letter complete. So you have the Yud and the He and the Vav and the He, the four letters of the Tetragrammaton. In addition to that, you also have the spelling of the letter Yud, which is Yud, Vav, and Dalid etc., etc. And therefore you have these ten letters of God's name that God revealed to B'Tzalel in order to give him the strength to build the Mishkan, to build the, the temple for God in the desert. However, when it came to the ark in particular, we call it by the name of B'Tzalel. Why? Because he was B'Tzalel ben Uri ben Chur. Who was Uri and who was Chur? Chor was the son of Miriam. But Chor was the one that sacrificed his life to bring God down to the world. When the Edevrav, the mixed multitude, wanted to build the golden calf. So Chor was the one that protested. And he stood up against them. He said, how can you build a golden calf? God took us out of Egypt he revealed to us on Sinai, and now you're building another god? You're committing adultery? And they went and they killed Hur. He dedicated his life, he sanctified the name of God in public. Why? So that they not build a golden calf. For the golden calf would create a distraction. The golden calf would eliminate God's Shekhinah. God's divine presence from coming down to the world. By having a golden calf, they would drive and banish out the holy name of God. And therefore, by protesting this, in other words, he was bringing down the Shekhinah. He was bringing down God's presence into the world. By removing the calf, by removing the idol, he created the space in which God would be able to dwell. And unfortunately, he was killed. But his grandson, B'tzalel, was given the merit. He inherited the opportunity to bring down the Shekhinah, to bring down God's presence into the world. How did he do this? By building the ark. According to the Ramban, Nachmanides, this is where God dwelt. For in the ark was the first tablets and the second tablets and the Torah scroll that Moses wrote. So B'tzalel knew that 
His grandfather died for the Shekhinah. His grandfather died to bring down God's presence into the world. And therefore he himself said, I will give my life, I will dedicate myself to everything that I have to do to make sure that God dwells amongst the Jewish people. How do we do that? By building the Aron, by building the Holy Ark. And therefore, Vayas B'Tzalah. We told that B'Tzalah was the one that built it. Even though, of course, he had much help and he had all of the other architects and craftsmen and goldsmith and silversmith, etc., etc., and all of the, the great artisans involved in, in the shaping and the, the building and the pouring of the gold. Yet the Yas, B'tzalel, B'tzalel is given the credit for this because of the fact that he gave his essence for the building of the ark. The Rebbe writes that the concept of Mesiris Nefesh, the aspect and the attribute of self-sacrifice is even higher than intellect, understanding and knowledge. In other words, by the fact that B'tzalel gave of himself, of his essence, he reached a new plateau, he reached a new level, the level of Keser, the level of the crown, and therefore he now truly reached a level even beyond B'tzalel, B'tzel Kel, a level beyond the, the tzel, the shadow of the name of Kel, of God. Through this self-sacrifice, he was able to go higher. And when you go higher, not only does the essence go higher, but every other part, every other attribute also ascends. So now his intellect ascended also, his understanding ascended also. His knowledge understand, his knowledge ascended also, and therefore he became greater and smarter than all of his peers. And this is hinted in the words of Rashi. Because he gave of himself to build the ark, more than the other intellects. Nikras al-Shumayi was called by his name. In other words, his intellect became greater and above the rest because of the fact that he was willing to sacrifice himself for the building of the ark. And this is the idea of B'tzalel bin Uri. Uri is Ur, light. Light alludes to the realm of Chachma of intellect. But through Chor, through the level of Chor, which represents self-sacrifice, he went even beyond that level. A level beyond Makifim and a level beyond Panimim, a level beyond all the encompassing light and a level beyond the light that is internal. And this concept sheds some light on why we have 122 passages in the Parsha. 22 alludes to the Tchav Beis, the 22 letters of the Aleph Beis. These are the tools that B'tzalel used in order to build all the vessels and the actual holy temple. What is Kuf 100? 100 alludes to the level of Keser. We know that in, in Kabbalah and Chassidus we are told that the emotions are one digit, intellect is two digits, and the crown, which represents will and pleasure, are three digits. So Keser, which is above intellect, is represented by three digits, which is Kuf, 100. So 122 alludes to the level of 22 letters that B'tzalel used to build the temple, but he did this with a level of Keser, with a level of self-sacrifice. 
Furthermore, we are told that God gave of His name, the ten letters of God's name, alluding to the ten spherot. And furthermore, we find when it comes to the building of the temple, it says God built the temple and will build the third temple, Migdash Adnai Kainu Yidecha. He has prepared it with His hands. Not with one hand, but two hands, ten fingers, alluding again to the ten attributes. You know, each one of the spherot, each one of the attributes has ten levels, so it's ten times ten. And therefore, again, you have 100. So God's participation is 100. And then, B'tzalel took the 22 letters and used this 100 lights and these 100 inspirations of God to be able to build the temple. Furthermore, the letter Kuf, which is 100, alludes simply to the Mikdash, the Kodesh, the Holy Temple, and the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Holy of Holies, that B'tzalel built. So this is why we have 122 psukim. Kuf chav beiz. But what's the connection with Sunua? The one that is hated. On the contrary, it should be beloved, not hated. This is God's holy temple where God dwells. Who do we find is called Sunua? Who in the Torah is called the hated one? We find that Leah is called the hated one. Yaakov had two wives, Rachel and Leah. Leah is called the hated one. Now, why was she called hated? So the Medrash says something very interesting. The Medrash says she was hated because of the fact that she was going to marry Esav. In other words, we know that Yitzchak had two sons, Yaakov and Esav. Lavan had two daughters, Rachel and Leah. Leah the older, Rachel the younger. So everyone said, look, the way of the land is the older one marries the older one and the younger one marries the younger one. So therefore, Esau, who is the older one, will marry Leah, the older daughter of Lavan. And Yaakov, the younger one, will marry Rachel, the younger one. When Leah heard this, she began to cry. She said, Esau is called the hated one. Yaakov is the loved one. Yaakov is the one that sits and studies Torah all day. He's beloved by God. Esau is hated by God. He's a murderer. He's a thief. He's a rebel. I don't want to marry Esau. If he is the hated one, I too will be called Sunua. I too will be called the hated one. And therefore she cried and she prayed. Day and night, God, please change the decree in heaven. I don't want to be married to this Russia. I don't want to be married to this evil, hated person. I want to be married to Yaakov the Tzaddik. Says the Medrash, the following words, Amar Abhuna. Abhuna says, How strong and how great is prayer. Shebitlas HaGazerah has the ability to break a heavenly decree. And furthermore, not only was her prayer so great that she was able to break the heavenly decree and not marry Esau, but to marry Yaakov, but her prayer was so great that she even married Yaakov before Rachel married Yaakov. Yaakov first married Leah, then he married Rachel. The Zohar goes on to say, not only was her prayers so great that she married Yaakov instead of the hated one, Esau? 
But because of her prayers that she prayed that she wanted to lie with a holy tzaddik, not only did she lie with him in this world, in her lifetime, but she also lied with him in her death. For Leah was buried next to Yaakov in Hebron, in the Marat HaMachpelah. In contrast to Rachel, who was considered to be the main wife of Yaakov, was not, mar- was not buried together with him in Hebron. On the contrary, we know she is today in Kever Rachel, in Efrat, a very famous place where people go to pray at the tomb of Rachel. But Leah is the one that is actually buried together with Yaakov, her husband. And this is the power of prayer. What's the connection between the parsha of the week with Ayakel and Betzalel? So first of all, Betzalel, Ben Uri, Ben Chur, Lamati, Yehuda, you should know that Betzalel came from Leah, not from Rachel. Yaakov had two wives, Rachel and Leah, and then he had Bilah and Zilpah. Who were the children of Leah? Yehuda. Yehuda was from Leah, so Betzalel came from Leah. But that still doesn't answer the question. So what? He came from Leah. That's why we call it Sunua. That's why the, the mnemonic of the parish is Sunua. It's a lot deeper than that. In Kabbalah and Chassidus, we're told that Rachel represents the letters of speech and Leah represents the letters of intellect. It was these letters of Leah, the letters of intellect, of Chachma and Bina and Das, that Betzalo used to be able to figure out how to build the Holy Temple. However, the Altarebbe writes, in Trader Ur, why is it that Leah is Sanua? Why is it that Yaakov hated Leah? Because Yaakov said it's not enough that we have intellect, it's not enough that we have the letters in our minds. We also have to speak the letters with our mouths, we have to be Rochel as well. Rachel represents the letters of speech. What's the message of the parasha? The message is very simple. We read in the portion of Tetzaveh and the portion of Truma and Tetzaveh and then again now in Vayakel and Pekudde about the building of the temple and the details and the measurements and all of the ornaments and the materials, etc., etc., and this is the place where God dwells. The person says to himself, wow, we don't have a Beis HaMikdash today, we don't have a Mishkan today. How is God going to dwell? Come our rabbis, the rabbis of the Mesorah, and they give us an mnemonic to remind us it's through Sunua. It's through the letters, the 22 letters of the Torah. The 22 letters that B'Tzalo used to build the temple and the 22 letters of Leah that was in Leah's mind and that she used to pray. Her prayer was so great that God changed the decree. And therefore we are to know that we have to go in the ways of Leah and pray. And pray using Leah's letters together with Rachel's mouth. And therefore by praying every single day, we know prayer takes the place of sacrifices. And therefore our synagogue today is like the miniature temple. So how do we have the temple today? How do we build the temple like B'Tzalel? Through the prayers of Leah. And that is why we find that The prayer of Moses, the man of God. The letters to Moses, the man of God. The Rashatavis, the first letter spell out the word Leah. For Leah was connected to Moses and Leah is connected to prayer. 
But remember, many people think prayers about meditation. Contemplating the greatness of God, which is also an introduction to prayer. But that is sunua, that is hated. We have to have the, the frame of mind, and we have to meditate before prayer. But ultimately, we have to use the letters of Rachel, and the actual prayer that Leah herself fulfilled. By praying to God, and just like prayer of Leah was answered, and she was able to transform her destiny to marry Yaakov, who was a tzaddik, and not only in this world, the physical world, but also the world after, so too we, the Jewish people, during the last few seconds of exile, we have to use our mouths and our minds to use the 22 letters of the Torah and the 22 letters of prayer to pray to God with a complete heart and a complete mind that He give us what we need materially and spiritually and the ultimate blessing. That once again, God will build the temple Himself with His own hands and bring down the third holy temple and onto the mountain. But once again, we will see His Shekhinah in a revealed way with the coming of Mashiach speedily in our days.